PSOS Radio Podcast. Life issues, artist interviews, and faith. Downloading. Downloading. Now. We're talking about activating prayer in such a deeper way today with author Tim Keller on SMS Radio. He's been a pastor in New York City. He's been a church planner all over the world. He's even fought and beat cancer. So Tim has learned a lot about rough prayers, asking for bold things from God. But Tim, you've studied so many different ministries. You've read theology over through the Middle Ages to now. and You wrote a book about prayer, totally experiencing on intimacy with God. What made you decide to really dig into prayer the way that you did? couple of reasons. One is that I've actually felt like in the last 10 or 15 years, I've grown a lot in this area myself. I think I was not as skillful in prayer and I wasn't as knowledgeable as I should have been earlier in my ministry. So I had a bit of a burning desire to share more of that. As I was reading through your book, I noticed you talk a lot about Psalms and kind of going digging into Psalms is a part of not just looking at prayer as simply starting at one point and praying, going from Bible study, but really digging into the Psalms is kind of a way to dig into really experiencing some real meditation with God. Yes, actually, children learn to speak by being spoken to. They get immersed in a whole sea of words, and then they choose some words to say back. Very slowly, it takes years, of course, for them to do it, but that's how they learn. They're spoken to. We don't just sit around. We don't put them in a silent room and wait for them to speak. They'd never speak. So, in the same way, the best way to learn how to speak to God is to be immersed in God's own language. And the best way to know how to talk to God is to listen to Him and be immersed in His Word, be immersed in the Scriptures. And the Psalms are especially, they're not the only places where you find prayers in the Bible, but it's probably the single richest spot where you can go to hear great prayers. And so by just reading the scripture, uh, reading the Psalms in particular, I try to do it before I pray every time. It, it gives me the vocabulary. Yeah, I remember reading something that Martin Luther wrote years ago, one of his orthodoxy kind of books where he was talking about, you know, we don't just want to go from Bible study to prayer, but we really do want to take the time to dig into meditation. That's in the, his short piece called A Simple Way to Pray, which you can find out on the internet. If you Google A Simple Way to Pray, Martin Luther, you'll find it. And he says before you pray, you should warm your heart. And you warm your heart by meditating on some passage of the scripture. It might be the Lord's Prayer itself or a psalm or something where you take a passage of scripture and you think about it and you work it into your own heart and you think about the greatness of it, you think about your need of it until your heart is warm and then you go to prayer. Otherwise, you start with a cold heart. Mm, That's so interesting, talking about Martin Luther right there. We're talking to author Tim Keller today at SWS Radio, and we'll dig even deeper into prayer. Why God chooses not to answer some things when we think our heart's right. Coming up next. Current events. Cutting edge. Faith. It's it's awesome. Encouragement on the go. (laughs) It's the SOS Radio Podcast. Tim, when it comes to praying for something and making sure that our heart is right and we feel like we're in that right place as we're approaching God and he still doesn't move the way we're hoping, what have you learned about the answers? I think anyone who's a parent of a small child, if you've had that experience, it completely throws a new light on prayer, especially since Jesus says, pray our Father. So in prayer, you're going to God as a Father. And I don't know what percentage of the things that my five-year-old asked me for I turned down, but it's it's a significant percentage. And the reason is because usually the five-year-old wanted the right thing in general, but not the right thing in particular. So the five-year-old wanted have fun and said, I, I can have fun this way. No, you can't do that, honey, because it'll kill you. You know, <laughs> that'd be 
Five-year-olds are constantly asking for specific things that are bad for them, even though in general they want to be happy or they want to play or they want love. And so I think in the same way, when you ask God for something that is bad for you, he doesn't give it to you. And yet as a good parent, he responds to the prayer by trying to give you what you would have asked for if you knew everything he knows. New York Times bestselling author Tim Keller sharing with us today. We're talking about the power of prayer, activating our prayer life in different ways. Tim, sometimes God says things that just leave us scratching our heads. You know, there's times when we think our prayers and our requests are totally valid and reasonable, but God still says no. Maybe it's not healthy for us, or maybe there's something better, but for now, we just got to wait. If you think about the difference between a 40-year-old father and a 5-year-old child, it's so great that you can't even explain to the 5-year-old why they can't have it. They can't understand. They just get upset. But the difference between God and you and me is infinitely greater than the distance between a 5-year-old and a 35-year-old. So there's absolutely no way we should always expect to understand why God says no any more than a 5-year-old should understand why the father says no. We're talking to Tim Keller on SOS Radio, and he has a new book called Prayer, Experiencing Awe and Intimacy with God. You know, in the public realm right now, Tim, a lot of people are uncomfortable with us praying in Jesus' name. You know, as you've been researching prayer, and you've been researching the Psalms, and you've been researching a lot of theology of prayer as you prepare for this book, what have you learned about the power of praying in Jesus' name and what that does? The New Testament tells us we're supposed to pray in Jesus' name. It's not a magic incantation. It's not like if you just say the words, something happens magically. It's an acknowledgement that our prayers are only answered because of what Jesus did, not because of any merit or any worthiness in us. It's an extraordinarily important attitude we're supposed to have. We're supposed to come to God saying, we are not worthy of you answering this prayer. I'm about to ask you for something and I am not worthy of it. That's extremely important to know. Otherwise, you get fat, you get so angry if God doesn't answer your prayers because you feel like, hey, I've lived a good life, I deserve it. On the other hand, you're confident. You're both humble because in Jesus' name means I'm humbled. I don't deserve this, but I'm confident because what Jesus did for me on the cross means that now I have access. Because he's forgiven my sins, I do have access. God will hear me for Jesus' sake. So that combination of confidence and humility is what in Jesus' name means, and that's what you're supposed to come to God with, that confidence and yet humility. Just saying the word doesn't magically do anything. It's the attitude that the words should represent. So we all know that prayer is a conversation with God, but Tim, do you feel like there's anything that we can do to make our prayers more effective or more powerful? Yeah, a couple of things. One is the more... The better we understand God's own word to us, the better we'll know who he is and know what to say back. And therefore, the better I know the scripture, the more powerful my prayer will be. But here's something else. The other side of it is, it says in the book of Psalms, if I cherish iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. And what that means, there's many places in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, where God says, you go off and live your life any way you want, and then you show up and try to pray. Your sacrifices and your prayers mean nothing because you live any way you want. So the two things will make your prayer more powerful is you have to know the Bible so you know the God who, better and better, who you're praying to. And secondly, you have to try to create some consistency between how you live and how you pray so that you're not just going to God asking for things and yet going off and living any way you want. We've been talking to author and Pastor Tim Keller today on Us With Radio. We're talking about taking our prayer life even deeper. If you wanted to read his book, it's called Prayer, Experiencing On Intimacy With God. Thanks for sharing with us today, Tim. I enjoyed it. 
You're good to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.